1: In the last two weeks in Gophers football. Uh, top 2023 recruit Jackson Howard released his final four schools, which included the home state Gophers. And uh Juco transfer Navarro College punter Ryan Schamberger has committed to the Gophers as a preferred walk-on. And then uh, I will close out with two great interviews with... 2023 in-state commitment, Jerome Williams from Osseo and Martin Owusu from priorly. Lake. Right. Big news of the week, the two last two weeks I should say, was uh, top 2023 Minnesota player Four-star recruit Defensive end slash tight end Jackson Howard Released his final four schools Which included the Gophers Along with Michigan, Miami And LSU So for those of you who don't know Who he is um, Jackson Howard uh, Plays for Robbinsdale Cooper High School in Minnesota He's a top 100 player uh, ranked as the 86th best prospect on 247 Sports. Uh, he's the cousin of former Gopher Philip Howard. Um, he would be the second highest ranked recruit ever to commit to the gopher since 2000, since the recruiting ranking era. Uh, which was Jeff Jones would be the first. Um, but he's a 604, 250 pound uh defensive end tight end hybrid most recruiting sites uh list him at tight end um but based on what i've heard i think most uh programs see him as a defensive end at at the next level um not saying that he can uh couldn't play tight end i think even the gophers could think he'd play tight end but i think they see him more as a defensive end um so, which bears the question, what are the chances that the Gophers sign him, that he signs to the Gophers? Um, it's obviously, uh, I, I don't think this is a petty or, like, a, a pity, I mean, not petty, a petty listing of the hometown school in the top four. I think the Gophers have a chance. That chance, I think, is very slim, um, I'd probably put it at a 70% chance he commits to Miami or LSU and a 30% chance he commits to the Gophers. I, based on what I've heard, I don't think Michigan's really much in the running, but I could be wrong. So I, I'd put it at 25 to 30% chance he stays home. I actually believe that. he's He uh, goes to all these uh, visits. He goes to the spring game. He's on campus a lot. And he's uh, he's with the program a lot, so he he's figuring out if he wants to stay home. It's not a oh I'll just throw in Minnesota just because. I think there's a realistic chance. I'd put it at thirty percent. Um, the timeline of him committing obviously isn't isn't decided yet. I could see him uh, waiting until national signing day, maybe, but uh, definitely something to watch out for. Um, Other notable news for the Gophers, um, Juco Navarro College punter Ryan Schamberger transferred to Minnesota as a preferred walk-on, just a punter, obviously not earth-shattering news. Um, Navarro College, they're one of the, fun fact, they're one of the biggest cheerleading schools in the country. Uh, They always win like the national championship. I think there was a documentary on Netflix about them. Um, but as for Shamberger, he joins uh, Mark Crawford as the only other punter on the roster for next year, so he's the clear backup after uh, Daniel Sparks entered the transfer portal earlier a few weeks ago, um, and Shamburger has four years to play three seasons, which means that he can redshirt one year, but he only has three years of eligibility left, um, but so he has an inside track to maybe be the starting punter in 2023 and the clear backup this year. So just notable um, news for that position. Uh, other than that, it's been a, it's, it's really the lull of the offseason for the Gophers. Uh, but there were some um, notable college football news nationally that I wanted to touch on. Um, Former Bolitnikoff Award winner Jordan Addison, top wide receiver from Pittsburgh, transferred to USC. And this was really the, I'd say the first, like, blatant NIL deal transfer. Like, uh, it came out that he was, that he might get like three and a half million to play for USC, which is just crazy. Uh, Personally, I don't see an issue with this. I see why other people do see an issue with this. Oh, because it's just the rich getting richer. USC they probably went through spring practice and they're like, man, Lincoln Riley probably goes to his boosters and he's like, ah, oh, we need a we need another wide receiver. And they're like, okay, Lincoln, let's fork up some money and go get this dude, which they did. It's just a very interesting state of college football. The reason why I have no issue with it is I don't know, uh, like, why shouldn't they be able to do this? Live in America, the rich always gets richer, but uh, that's just life in America. Um, And it makes USC one of the more interesting teams to watch in college football. I don't have an issue with it. I can see why people have an issue with it. Uh, The top programs always get the best players. I don't see why this is any different. Um, players should be able to profit off their own name. Jordan Addison's probably the biggest wide receiver name in college football, him or Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. So he should have every right to get $3.5 million a year. I have no issue with it. I can see why people do, but it's a very interesting state of college football. Uh, And then the other big uh, college football news was the Jimbo Fisher-Nick Saban beef, which was also... uh, stemming from NIL uh Jimbo Fisher uh called out Nick Saban saying that or excuse me Nick Saban called out Jimbo Fisher saying that Texas A&M paid for all of his recruits um and what I saw on Twitter was I obviously uh Jimbo Fisher defended himself saying no uh so Pop calling the kettle black blah 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 what I found interesting was uh on Twitter someone said this was Nick Saban saying this just so the Alabama boosters would pay up more and they could get more players. So it was it could have been a chess move from him while everyone else is playing checkers. Um all these programs are are uh using NIL to their advantage, using the transfer portal to their advantage. So I, I think it's a little rich to call out anyone. Uh, When you're at that level of college football, but uh, it certainly was interesting to follow Um, So I think that's all I got before we get into these two interviews Um, We're now uh, 101 days away from New Mexico State versus Minnesota Um, You can expect more preview preview shows coming up I more schedule breakdowns, more positional breakdowns, recruiting updates. Um we'll we'll get more in depth into the 2022-23 season as we get closer. But it's a marathon, not a sprint. I feel like I want football now. Uh and it, it's going to be a long 100 days to wait for New Mexico State and Jerry Kill's return to Dinky Town, but uh I'll I'll be here to make it make it feel shorter, and you can expect some more in depth episodes leading up to that. So, without further ado, um, here is Jerome Williams. All right. Uh, let me now introduce a very special guest. Uh, twenty twenty three Gopher football offensive lineman Chief Jerome Williams. How's it going, man?
0: I'm doing good. Uh, thank you for having me.
1: Um. All right. So. One thing I always find super interesting with uh, big athletes in general, um, was there a point throughout your athletic career, if it was like a camp, your first like varsity game or something, that it kind of like hit you and you realized, like, um, like I'm a D1 football player, like I'm like really good. Because like I know there are points in my athletic career where I realized that I wasn't good. So Was like on the other side, was, was there a moment where you're like, damn, I'm really good at this.
0: Um, I would say for me, I don't really have, like, a moment where I think I was good. I was just out there playing as hard as I could. if I had to pick a moment where I think I was good, uh, I would probably say, like, the first couple games, like, coming into the year, I, like, I noticed, like, a big step and, like, a big improvement in my performance between my sophomore year and my junior year because my sophomore year was, like, my first true year playing football. So I could like already seen the changes like athletically uh, me being more physical, that type of stuff.
1: Yeah. Did you play football growing up? Did you said it was your first year in 10th grade. Really?
0: Yeah. My first year, my first full season was in 10th grade. Freshman year was kind of like the whole deal where like, Oh, um, like people make jokes about it all the time. Like, Oh, you're really big. And then like the coach sees you in the hallway and like they invite you. That's how it was for freshman year. But like, I kept, dodging the coach. Like, I really didn't want to play football because basketball was, like, my main sport. Yeah. Like, I kind of, like, let him on. I let him on for weeks. And I was like, you know what? I'll just play. Sophomore year, I'm not going to play. I just want to leave. Sophomore year, I played. It was, like, no, freshman year. It was, like, the last three games of the season, I think, that I actually played. I couldn't play my first week, obviously, because I wasn't, like, I didn't really know what I was doing. And, like, freshman year, I played D-line because I was, like, 6'3". 2.30, 2.30, something like that, so I played D-line, and then like, I,
1: I guess it was easier to learn than O-line, so yeah, I just played DN. Interesting, I, I did not know that, so uh, did you just play uh, basketball growing up, or any other sports? I played basketball and soccer, actually, I was a soccer player for a couple of years. Really, wow, I, I love soccer, yeah. that's interesting, Um. so obviously it's easy to be uh, humble at this point, but I, uh, the first D one offer that you got, even if it was uh, by the time you committed to the Gophers, like, what was that kind of feeling for you that you kind of knew, like all the work you put in, even though it wasn't in football growing up, all the work you had in athletics, like, what was that kind of first feeling when you got that first D one offer? Uh, I feel like it was
0: like a large feeling of satisfaction, um, lots of excitement, obviously mixed emotions, because like I don't really know how to react because I didn't expect myself to get an offer junior year. I was thinking, like, I'll get, like, my first offer, like, senior year, and I didn't think it would be, like, a power five. So, yeah, I was just kind of confused a little bit, a lot of difference.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, I know you said you were, you've were. you always kind of been the, the big kid around school, but uh, if it was the uh, first offer, the time you verbally committed to the Gophers, was there – did, like, around school, I guess, did it, like, kind of change for you? Like, everyone kind of looked at you like, oh, that's the guy who's going to the Gophers? Or was it just kind of the same after that?
0: Uh, it was a big change. Uh, people I've never talked to before talk to on a daily basis. A lot of the staff members say, what's up to me? Like, it's, like, crazy. Like, it's, like, a whole new world for me, basically. Because, um, like, you being a kid staying home for sport. I feel like that just, like, kind of, like, boosts, like, your morale, social status, that type of stuff, because, like, everybody knows you, and, like, you being a likable person also helps with that, because everybody's going to want to help you, everybody's going like, to assist you if you need anything, everyone's going to want to, like, ask your questions, or, like, I mean, answer your questions, if you're struggling with something, they're going to be there to help you out, so, yeah, that's that's kind of where I was feeling, uh, I feel like my teachers wanted to work with me more when I didn't really understand anything. things, so, like, that's how I think it is.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, So, obviously, you're from Minnesota and you knew of uh, P.J. Fleck for a while now. What was kind of your uh, first impressions, I guess, meeting him in the recruitment process? And uh, how was he kind of just as a person, I guess, in your eyes? Um, First, I think, yeah, the U of M was my first,
0: like, visit ever. So, I was kind of nervous. I didn't really know what to expect because I wasn't familiar with that type of stuff. I think the first person I talked to was Kramer Cook, one of the uh, recruiters. And then after that, he got me introduced with Callahan, I had a conversation with Callahan. It was kind of quiet and awkward because I didn't really know what to say. And then I talked to uh, Fleck, I think I talked to him on the field, I said up. And the first thing I noticed was like his energy, like how like, he's kind of hyper, he's kind of hyper, really excited all the time, springy type of guy. So I think that was the first thing I noticed.
1: Yeah, um, so uh, what kind of went into your uh, decision to ultimately pick the Gophers? And I guess what kind of stood out about Minnesota compared to any other school that reached out to you?
0: Okay, uh, first thing, I think it was it being home. I have all of my family here, like all of my family is in Minnesota. Um, I have people I can come to if I'm not feeling good. I have my coach senior I here. Have, I have, like, my coaching staff to support me. My family's here. Everybody I know is in Minnesota. Um, I would say the big leap that the program has taken in the last couple of years also helped. I don't remember who or like what site it was, like rank the Gophers as like the number one O-line in the nation that helped. uh, Callahan doing this for such a long time, uh, putting lots of guys in the NFL. And like a lot of like the Gopher staff all like know each other for years. Like that type of bond that they have that helped, and then, like, I think the biggest thing was probably, like, them, the effort they make putting, like, effort they put into recruiting, like, they get the whole staff familiar with you, like, for me, most of the schools, I only talk to, like, my recruiter, and, like, my position coach, or, like, my position coach and head coach, but, but, like, me, I talk to the whole Gopher staff all the time, I have all their numbers on my phone, we all call, check up on each other, and they all just, they just make you want to be around like make you feel good about yourself so I think that was probably the biggest thing overall
1: like knowing yeah, well, you're wanted there yeah so from uh your point of view obviously uh us fans watching uh the games we like to think that I guess uh winning affects recruiting uh guys going to the NFL affects recruiting so like from your po- point of view like uh what, I guess, were you, like, looking for in a program and ultimately, like, in a college? Because, like, when I went to college, uh, location was kind of, like, the biggest thing. So, like, when you were picking your school, like, what kind of factors went into that? Um, um, I think,
0: like, obviously, like, a more winning program
2: uh,
0: plays a bit, bit of a, a role in it uh like the golfers, like they're used, used to be really good and like we fell off for a little bit and now we're slowly getting back up there so i think that like there's like a lot of promising like a promise like there's a lot of good things that you can see coming in the future so i think that helped and then like um just the fact that they don't only care about you as like a football player they care about you in other aspects of life they want to make sure you're doing okay that definitely played a big role in it so yeah
1: yeah um so obviously in state uh, a lot of other top players are starting to commit to Minnesota in your class. Uh yeah. Why why do you think that is? Why do you think uh, Martin Owusu all these other guys are committing this year? Um
0: I just think that they all like seem like the same thing I'm seeing. Like big changes coming. Uh a lot of guys staying in state makes you want to stay in state. I think Reese trip committing also made me want to commit because, like, I saw all the love he got. And I knew, like, no matter what, I could have dragged on my recruiting until December, next December. I always, I always knew I would end up as a gopher. I didn't really care about how many offers I had or how many official visits I got to take. I just knew, like, this was the place. Like, after, like, a couple visits, I always just knew this was the place. So I committed because Reese committed, obviously. And I feel like that kind of, like, starts, like, a little chain effect kind of. Yeah, it's like more guys want to stay on them. Like Like, yeah, it's a good thing to see.
1: Uh, so you said that it was a chain effect and kind of one of the last chains is uh, Jackson Howard, who's the top uncommitted player in the class. I, I, I yeah. guess, do you, do you have a, a pitch to him of why he should come to Minnesota? Um, I feel like
0: I don't even have to say too much because I feel like he already knows. He's been on plenty of visits. He's probably read a couple of them articles that – and interviews that us players put play. I feel like Charlie
1: knows. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like Charlie knows to be honest. No, that's definitely fair. I, I feel that. Uh yeah. so I guess uh, you as a player, how would you uh describe your uh play style to someone who's never seen you play before?
0: Um hard working. I like to be aggressive, get off the ball, like to hit people, have a fun, fly around. Just play just play hard, like one of those players always just play hard, no matter what it is. No matter if you're down thirty points, down two touchdowns, someone's gonna play hard and give it their all. The whole game, all four quarters.
1: Yeah. Uh. Last question, I'll get you out on. here. Uh, are there any guys at the at the next level that you like to watch, if that's in college or pro, and kind of build your game off of them?
0: Um, I'll say, probably say, John Michael Smith's – Uh him being a center, me probably playing center in college, him being a little bit undersized. Because, like, I think I, I'm pretty sure I'm taller than him. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Like him being, yeah, him being a smaller center, but, him, like, the dog he has and the fight he has and then like, really good run blocker, really good blocker, really aggressive. Like, I like that a lot. I talked to him a couple times when we at, like, the spring ball game I talked to him, practices I talked to him. Yeah, he's a great guy to be around.
1: Yeah, so uh, how kind of was your – have the, like, players helped your relationship as a recruit kind of, like, on those visits? I know you said you talked to John Michael Schmitz. Is there any other guy, other guys you've been talking to?
0: I've been talking to Brev a little bit. Um, I've been all around the O-line a little bit, too, so, like, those guys – I mean, I committed before I started to, like, get to know them. So, so yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, well – all right, I think that's that's all I got for you today. I really appreciate you taking the time and hopping on here, and I'm looking forward to seeing you in a Gophers uniform in a few years.
0: Uh, thank you. Really yeah. appreciate you having me on. I had a good time.
1: All right. Uh, now let me introduce a very special guest, uh, one of the newest Gopher football verbal commitments and prior Lake standout, Martin Owusu. How are you doing today, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, So one question that I always find uh, interesting with uh, division one athletes and stuff is, was there a point in your athletic career, I guess, that you kind of realized that like you were good enough to be a D1 athlete? If it was like a camp or like your first varsity game or something, was there like a moment that you felt that? I think
2: think it was always a dream of mine, but like the biggest thing that like launched it into making it a reality was my sophomore year when I got brought up to varsity. Um, And I obviously wasn't at my peak or anything close to that, but um, seeing that like I could get moved up to varsity and and really compete with like the big dogs back then um, was a, was a big thing to me. So after that season, I really took action and and really knew that, that, yeah, I can, I can play at the next level and at the Mm -hmm. divisional level.
1: Yeah. Um, so at this point it's obviously easier to be, uh, humble, but the first D one offer you got, like kind of, how was that feeling for you? Uh, kind of just realizing that I guess all your hard work paid off. Yeah. So,
2: um, when Northern Iowa offered me, um, it was, it was huge. It was like surreal moment, obviously. Cause, cause it finally came through, but, um, I knew where I wanted to play if you get what I'm saying. And, um, and knowing that like like yeah, yeah, I had a I had a bunch of lower FCS and a bunch of FPS offers, but I knew I wanted to play at that power five level. So um I was able to not become complacent and and I really truly just kept working and I and I got to where I am now.
1: Yeah. Um what was the I guess like feeling around school and kind of your everyday life, did that change at all when you kind of got that first D1 offer or, or the by the time that you committed to the gophers? Because I I know when I was in high school, the kids obviously that were going D1, they kind of, uh, there's a different feeling around school, I guess. Did you ever feel that yourself? Yeah. So,
2: I mean, it kind of started when I was really, really picking up offers when they were just coming like almost every day. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously there were a lot of new people who wanted to be on and, and really wanted to um, know me, but um yeah, I mean it definitely kind of changed when both me and and the other gopher commit Greg started to really pick those offers up. Yeah.
1: Um, so you're obviously from Minnesota. Uh what was kind of your first impressions of uh interacting with Coach Fleck the first time that you met him?
2: Yeah, so the first time I met him, I mean he was very respectful, told me where I was at on his board. Um and honestly, I didn't know if I was gonna be a gopher or not. Um especially in the position I was at the first time I met him. Um, and it sounded like I would maybe be offered off of a camp. Um, and, and I mean, I, I, I really kept my head low and I kept working and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to prove to him that it, that it's not going to just take a camp. It's, it's going to be sooner. So I, I really put up the weight um, and I grinded it. And then, and then in the end I, I picked that up. So.
1: Yeah, uh, so you obviously had a bunch of different other offers, I guess. What was the uh, ultimate uh, main, like, reason that you decided to stay home and uh, commit to the Gophers? Was it something that you kind of always planned, like if you got that offer it was going to come, or how did that kind of happen?
2: Um, so there were two others. My goal was to play in the Big Ten. Um, and, oh. You're are good. You're good. Yep. All right. Yeah. So my goal was to play in the Big Ten and um, and there were two other schools that were recruiting me heavily, but but never pulled the trigger um, in the Big Ten. And and I and I always had in the back of my head, it's going to come down to uh, whoever pulls the trigger first and that's home because I knew all three schools would would be perfect for me. So um, in the end, Minnesota came through first and I and I didn't want to wait for those other offers because I knew I didn't need them. Um, and that's why I committed so fast and, and why I picked Minnesota.
1: Yeah. Um, so your teammate, Greg Johnson, obviously just joined you committing to the Gophers. Uh, How has your relationship kind of with him, I guess, grown throughout your early career? I mean,
2: it's been great now. Um, we started, so we were both pro- um, brought up together um, and we, we started to play varsity together. And then that's where our relationship started. And then um, he, so he used to be a smaller guy and now he's a lot, obviously a lot bigger. And so I, he, he started to get um, kind of some looks, but no one really wanted to pull the trigger yet. Um, and then he, he kind of went to me and kind of asked me um, for some help when it came to recruiting. So that's where we kind of bonded and, and we got to know each other through that. And then we're just good friends now.
1: Yeah. Um, so on top of you two, there's obviously uh, Jerome Williams and Reese Tripp are committed from Minnesota. Uh, why do you think, I guess this year, so many guys from Minnesota are deciding to stay home?
2: I think it's because so many guys from Minnesota are getting offered. Um, and this class is definitely going to make some history here. And And there's a lot of there's a lot of competition and skill in the state of Minnesota that's really been growing especially in this 23 class so I think that's the biggest reason why um I mean even Minnesota's in the runs for getting Jackson Howard so yeah
1: yeah uh speaking of Jackson Howard he's the top uncommitted player from Minnesota in the class I guess how's kind of your relationship with him at camps and uh, games kind of grown and I guess, do you have a, a message to him of why you should uh, stay home and commit to the Gophers?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing will be that that he can help us make history when it comes down to it. I know it's been getting thrown out there a lot, and it's a little bit cliche, but, like, I mean, it's – I mean, he can – he'll help this class be great. And um, I hope he decides to come here. Um,
1: but, yeah, I mean, Yeah. Yeah. uh, So as a fan of uh, Gophers football and everyone on Twitter, they like to say that certain things affect recruiting, like uh, winning and players going to the NFL. From your point of view as a recruit, like what exactly are you looking for when you picked like a college? Did the Gophers getting four guys drafted help your decision or how does that kind of work?
2: I don't think it negatively or positively impacted my recruitment because I knew I wanted to come to Minnesota either way. Um, but seeing that like big names like Boy Mafe, Grind get drafted in the in the early rounds and um, other guys get drafted, I mean it's great to see that. But I know I know that could be me. Um, and I think Fleck will be able to get me there.
1: Yeah. Um, so you you also uh wrestle for uh prior like um, th- how much do you think that helps you with uh, football? Um,
2: he said one more time,
1: sorry. Uh, you also are on the wrestling team at Prior Lake and a lot of uh, top, I guess, football recruits have a wrestling background. How do you think that kind of helps you?
2: Um, I mean, in every, every little thing, um, wrestling, I, I mean, I would not be where I am without wrestling. That's the thing. Um, and, I mean, I think all those guys who really pushed me in that room, but uh, I think the biggest thing that translates to football is, yeah, it's the physical part um, and being just kind of having that chip on your shoulder because wrestling, you got to, um, but for wrestling, it's the biggest thing is mentally um, and staying mentally strong and, and really being able to get pushed around almost every day um, and still coming back. So yeah, um, and that's the same for football because that that really helps you um, become the best player on the field at all times.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I just got two more questions for you and then I'll let you go. Uh, how would you kind of describe your play style as a football player to someone who hasn't seen you play before?
2: I think the biggest thing that that I, I have to my advantage is really my length. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm tall, but I have, really long wingspan that really helps when it comes to really getting to the the ball. Um, and playing inside, uh, is where I'll be in Minnesota. But, um, when it comes to like comfortability on the line, um, I think it's more of that three, that three tech position. So if I'm in a three, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll be at the ball. So.
1: Yeah. I like that. Uh, last question for you. Are there any, uh, Football players at the next level, uh, rather if that's in college or the NFL, that you like to, I guess, build your game off of or watch.
2: Yeah, Um, my favorite since a little kid has always been Aaron Donald. Um, I know a lot of people like him, but I mean, I'll sit down and just pick apart different things that he does, different moves, different ways he moves his hips, uh, his footwork, and watching him even work out is is he's a great mentor role model, even though I've never met him. Um, I mean he's definitely helped my my game.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's all I got for you today. I appreciate you taking the time and hopping on. And I guess I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you in a gopher's uniform in a few years. Yes, sir. Awesome. All right. As always, I appreciate you guys listening. Row the boat, Sky U Ba and go, Gophers.